Hello and welcome back to You Uplifted Beautiful Souls. You Uplifted is a podcast where open hearts and open minds can come together to talk about and discover new ways in which to heal, grow, and fully step into their true potential and power. My name is Safa, I am your host, and I am an intuitive healer as well as a women's health and wellness life coach, and I've got quite the episode in store for you today. Joining me via Zoom to talk about ownership and how to really tap into the sense of being in the flow to create abundant, thriving, powerful lives, I am honored to share with you as my guest, Viola Hug. Now, Viola is an intuitive coach, mentor, author, podcaster, and the creator of the Abundant Babes brand. She coaches women on business, wealth, spirituality, and mindset, and how combining these things allows you to have it all in life. Viola and her husband traveled the world for almost two years as digital nomads, meaning that while they traveled, she built and grew her multiple six-figure business online. She runs live online programs, high-level masterminds, and for those who want it all, she also takes one-on-one clients. She is the host of the successful podcast, Abundant Babes, and is the author of the Amazon bestseller, You Are an Abundant Babe. There is so much good stuff in this conversation, so I really think that you are going to enjoy every minute. And as per usual, without further ado, here is my lovely guest, Viola. Welcome, Viola. How are you doing today? Oh, I'm excellent. Thank you. How are you? Oh, I'm great. I'm so thrilled. And I'm just like, so, so excited for our conversation today. So actually the whole week I was like kind of getting pumped up for it. (laughs) Yes. I'm so excited too. (laughs) Well, why don't we take some time um, for you to just give us a little bit about who you are and what you do and how you got to this space in your life? Oh, okay. Big question. (laughs) Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna just share and see what comes out, and then we can always kind of like go deeper or go off on a side tangent or whatever happens. But hello to everyone listening. I'm Viola, and I always say my friends can call me V. Totally okay with that. You're welcome to call me V. And I am an intuitive coach for spiritual entrepreneurs, and that's kind of like an evolution of how I got here. I essentially run a multiple six-figure coaching business internationally from my home in Canada, where I've just recently moved after being a complete digital nomad, where my husband and I were traveling the world full-time while I actually, um, from the start of my business until I sort of built it up to where it is today. And during that time, I also got pregnant and just had a brand new baby. So that's exciting. First time mom um, life over here. And before that, though, I was like, the life that I have now has always been a vision for me. And I literally pinch myself all of the time. And I'm like, holy crap, is this real life? Like I sleep in, like I have an incredible relationship, even with my baby, I still sleep in, you know, like I have Uh, um, so much abundance of wealth in my life. And I don't just mean monetarily, like I do have a great income and all the things, but I feel so abundant and supported in every area of my life. Mm. And this is such a far removed reality from what I was living a few years ago. And for really a, a lot of the rest of my life. And it's like in my 
teen years is when, well, I mean, I grew up traveling. So first I went to 13 different schools, which I feel like I handled pretty well, but it's still like a big deal to move so much that you, you know, are consistently Mm. uprooted and consistently are like having to meet new people. And then you're like, yeah, I have friends. And then your family's like jokes, we're moving. (laughs) And it was just because my family loved traveling. And then in my teen years, it kind of, I went into like a harder phase of my life because my father was diagnosed with cancer and passed away two and a half years later, which then kind of led me down the spiral of depression and mental health issues and self-sabotage and just like not really knowing how to handle that or deal with that in a healthy way for, um, you know, until about my early twenties mm-hmm. when I finally started coming out of that mental health hole, it almost felt like. And then around that time I met my one day to be husband. This is our, we're going into our 10th year together. Aww. Yeah. And, um, you know, that's when I also decided I wanted to be an entrepreneur and I was like so excited about it. And the, at first it seemed like things were going really well, but long story short for five years or six years almost I was a struggling entrepreneur meaning I was trying so hard I was working so hard I was doing everything that I knew how to do literally hustling like sleeping less working more all the things I thought I needed to do and at the end of the five years when I finally had my pivot into my coaching business um, I was over six figures in debt I was so burnt out Mm-hmm. I was like, I really can't do this anymore. And I was kind of like having one of those moments where I was like, Lord, give me a sign, high five, yeah. you know? Um, and coincidentally, for those of you into astrology as well, this was right in my Saturn return, probably not coincidentally, but I um, then had like all of this divine stuff happen. You know, like I met a mentor who um, supported me in my, I guess you can call it spiritual awakening, um, Mm -hmm. just developing my gifts and really trusting and owning my gifts. I learned about internal abundance rather than seeking success and abundance in the external world, right? Like I learned how to feel that inside first Mm -hmm. before I saw any of that evidence in my external world. Like before I ever really made any money, I learned how to feel abundant and taken care of. And I um, had this like, that's it, I'm going to do everything my way. And I had this mentor suggest I start a coaching business. And I was like, huh, that feels like the right decision. And so I started a coaching business with the commitment, I was always going to let my intuition lead first, no matter how scary, no matter how little it made sense on paper. Um, As long as it was truly, truly what I wanted, and I wasn't doing it based on scarcity or fear or what I thought people expected of me. And there was a couple of other kind of like alignment things like masculine and feminine energy and everything. And that's how I started my business. And yeah, the first leap we did was go traveling full time. My husband and I with no credit, no savings, no backup plan, my business being in its infancy and um, our only income source. Then a couple of months into traveling, I hired my first coach, which was a I I invested more a month in that than I was making a month at the start, Mm -hmm. Um, which, you know, so my only option was make more money and I did. Um, And then, yeah, I don't, I don't even know then. Yeah. And then it kind of full circles back to the life that I have now where an hour ago, my husband and I were going like, Oh my gosh, he's so grateful for life. Yes. Oh my gosh. Can you believe this is our life? Yes. Oh my gosh. So fun. (laughs) 
Oh, that's so beautiful. I'm just listening in awe because that is something that I think a lot of us struggle with, especially as entrepreneurs. You know, we, Mm -hmm. and it's going to be part of the conversation that we have. So I don't want to jump sort of the gun on this yet and get there. But it's it's that old patterning of, oh, in order to be able to be complete or in order to be able to be worthwhile in terms of like your business and all of that, you have to have xyz amount of hustle and if you're not busy quote unquote or if you're not at this level then you're not doing what you're supposed Mm -hmm. to be doing right but again i do i do want to get there (laughs) yeah sure (laughs) but first i know that you've listened to the show before and so you're probably really well acquainted with like my nerdiness and the need to always go deeper into words and what they mean (laughs) so uh, (laughs) what i want to do is i want to go into the energy and the meaning of the word itself of ownership, right? Which is the topic that Mm -hmm. we're going to be talking very deeply about today. And so to do that, I actually did open my dictionary. (laughs) And this was one of my favorite definitions for this. So according to the dictionary, ownership is to be in or have possession of something, usually something big and valuable. And I love that. Yeah, exactly. That was my response as well, because it feels, it just resonates so deeply within me because what it means in terms of what you and I teach and practice is that we are the authors of our own lives. Mm -hmm. And so we are in possession of something hugely valuable, which is our life and how we become present and embodied within that said life, you know? Mm -hmm. So running, instead of running away from or trying to force things into being, which is that quote unquote hustle mentality, Mm -hmm. or you know, making things look the way that we think they should be, but simply showing up and taking the reins in a more creative way. So Mm -hmm. hearing that definition and walking through that even energetically, what does it stir up inside of you? And what can you share with us about how ownership can help us to create magic in our day-to-day lives? Mm. Oh, so beautiful. Um, I, I kind of had like the chills when you said the definition of that, because especially the, you know, the ownership of something big and valuable. And yeah. I talk a lot about self-ownership and I feel like there's no better way to describe it than we are the big and valuable thing that we should be owning okay. because I mean, and this is, this is a practice that I learned this in my life, in my experience, right? And this is what I support my clients in is this understanding of um, our own magic and how our uniqueness is actually such a huge part of our power, mm-hmm. right? Like the things that feel easy breezy to us, the things that come natural to us are often the things that would blow someone else's mind. You know what I mean? Like I, I talk about the topic of intuition quite a lot and I say like, oh, I followed my intuition here and I, you know, like invested more than I made here and because my intuition told me to and da, 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 da. And it's just like so easy breezy for me. And here I'm like, other people are like, what? You did what? That's blowing my mind. You know, like it's, and that's part of my power is to help people step into that and to understand that and let it up. But I'm kind of getting sidetracked, but this idea that we actually are uniquely designed perfectly to who we need to be in order to uh, fulfill our purpose. And I mean, my definition very briefly of fulfilling our purpose is essentially um, to have the like most 
juicy human experience that we could ever imagine and what we as a human imagine like what we desire what we wish we could experience what we want more of in our life you know deeper connection experiences delicious food love in our family like all the things those things are the desires placed within us from our soul kind of you know our soul whispering to us like let's experience this this lifetime and this is what you could do and this is what you could be mm-hmm. and as a human, right, I talk a lot about this like connection between the 5D soul self and then the 3D human self. As a human self, we come into this world with a lot of junk, right? We come with potentially past life stuff. We come with ancestral stuff, genetic stuff, mm-hmm. conditioning, society stuff, um, our own issues. <laughs> like there's so many things. So the human sometimes forgets that unlimited potential. And when I talk about ownership, it's something that you can actually um, – In any moment, you can take ownership when you remember that you are literally meant to be here. You are meant to be doing the things that you're called towards. The things you desire are meant for you, and they're um, essentially inevitable if you allow yourself to believe that and step into that. And so really um, being in ownership is realizing you are already epic and awesome and all the things you'll ever need to be right now. Like you don't need to take another course. You don't need to be working with someone. You don't need to have 10 million testimonials in order to be ready to speak your truth and say, hey, this is what I do and this is what I'm good at and this is what I'm here to share. Um, Yes, there is a such thing as an evolution and you will get better and it will get easier, but you will right now are already worthy of that and that ownership shifts an energy inside of you. Um, Yeah. I, gosh, there's so much there that I love. So I'm not really even sure where to begin, but let's, let's bring it to this point. I love that idea of like, you are already that because I think a lot of times we do allow our, our well-meaning egos (laughs) to (laughs) take over the storylines of, oh, in the future or when I did, you know, like we stay stuck in the past or in the future. And we very rarely look to the present as our true norm. Mm-hmm. In this moment right now, you have absolutely everything that you need and you are the most magnificent version of yourself. There's no need to try to force anything, to try to change anything, to try to manipulate anything, to, to becoming anything else other than mm-hmm. there's also no need to look back at something and pine over it. You know what I mean? Like there's no need for either of those because this mm-hmm. moment right now, this is all we have. And in this moment, you are brilliant and successful and taking ownership of your life and realizing that the creation is you and your life path and what you've decided to take on. So that's one thing that I want to address first. And then you mentioned briefly, just like kind of in passing about 5D and then 3D. And that is a concept we haven't gotten to on the show yet. Mm -hmm. I would love it if we maybe could expand on that a little bit deeper. Okay, sure. I mean, I talk about this a lot in my perspective and how I use it in my work, but essentially 3D and 5D talks about like different states of consciousness. And the 3D consciousness is a lot of like the human, human, humanness, like where a lot of the polarity is, where a lot of um, like everything that can be attributed to like human ego fears, light, dark, like all the things of polarity are within the human. And I always say though, like sometimes we put the human down and we're like, oh, the ego and the fear and I don't want that. But you know what? Like what what I've come to realize is that 
everything we want to experience in our lifetime, we experience through the human. Like if we want to experience abundance, like yes, our soul is innately abundant, but to experience abundance, we have to be human to do that. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. to experience love, to experience, like I always go back to delicious food. I don't know why, but to me, that is like one of the coolest things about the human experience. <laughs> I agree <laughs> with you. <laughs> delicious food, hugging people, like, oh my gosh, you know, like these juicy moments that are just so special. Um, that is all the human as well. So we have to like totally love on our human. Mm-hmm. Um, but we also have to kind of be a little bit compassionate and not necessarily always listen to our human because our human has all the junk right (laughs) all the stuff yeah and the 5d consciousness is like kind of more the i call it the soul consciousness a lot of the time because one it's the soul as in your individual soul your higher self the part of you that knows that you are actually innately safe like you as a human on earth are essentially just an avatar in the sims game to your soul right like (laughs) your soul knows it's safe your soul knows everything that you're going through is just like an experience to you know have fun and try new things and all the things but um it is yeah it has this like completely abundant all is love all is light kind of vibe to it but then it's also the greater soul consciousness as well like of the collective because you know it's that kind of you are a drop of the ocean type vibe of you are your own individual soul but you are also all we are all one kind of energy Mm-hmm. And so when we talk about 5D consciousness, it's like we are, um, and I talk about being led by our 5D consciousness, right? We talk about um, actually experiencing everything that we're going through as a human, allowing ourselves to feel the emotion and the fear. But then when it comes to making a decision, when it comes to um, deciding what our truth is about a situation or anything in our life, we are not believing that part of us, that limited part of us, we're actually tapping into the, the collective consciousness, this, uh, or this divine consciousness, I should say, and reminding ourselves that we are always worthy, you know, like a, a small thing, you know, sometimes when we have debt or something like that in our life, we feel an unworthiness of that. We feel we don't have value because of that. But on a soul level, that's not true. That's a human perception of that situation, not a soul perception. Um, And then also what's really cool is once we start tapping into and and really like getting attuned to this energy of trusting our soul and following our soul and that divine consciousness, then we're suddenly also not only doing things for ourselves. It's not only so we can experience success. It's not only so we can go through things, which is totally fine for that to happen in our human experience, but we also start understanding how everything we do has a collective impact as well. And I mean, I don't, this is probably not the podcast to go into it, but it's like the shift that we're seeing a lot on earth right now, like 2020 has been the year where we're seeing, yeah, yeah, we're seeing a lot of ascension. It's like this, this, it's, I I don't want to call it a split because I don't, yeah, anyway, it's like, you know, there's like this choice that people are really being um, confronted with. Are you going to rise or are you going to? you know, stay at this level, this, are you going to move to the 5d, which is like the new earth. This is like what you hear all these spiritual people talk about, like the new earth vibes, yeah. or, um, are you going to stay in this like limited space? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's Absolutely. my tension. <laughs> <laughs> I love it because everything that you're talking about resonates so deeply within me. And these are concepts that I've been handling in my own life and even with my own clients Mm -hmm. and students for like a little bit. But again, you know, it's something that's brand new to the show itself. So I did want to take some time to explain that to the new listeners or to people who maybe haven't heard about this before. And if you have, then you've got a whole new perspective because 
every time you talk to someone else, their new perspective is going to be completely different than whatever that point of view is going to be or whatever that topic is. And I agree with you that this year has been so particularly transformative. And I've, I said it literally like as January started, I immediately was just like, oh, this is a cleansing year. I could just feel it. The way that the wind is blowing, the way that the (laughs) earth is feeling, it just feels like it's trying to shake everything off. And you know, it, it, it is the process that it is, but in terms of really being able to remember both things, what you said that yes, our human is beautiful. And there are things that have to be learned in this human matter filled experience and in a very particular way. But then also we are at the end of the day spirit experiencing itself in this human 3D form. So it's good to honor both, you know, that idea. And maybe that's sometimes where we can fall into a bit of a pitfall within the spiritual community is that Mm -hmm. we like to keep things very separate. We like to have everything in linear sort of terms, you know, like good, bad, light, dark. And then in this case, human, not, you know, spirit, but everything is one and the same. Yeah. It's just the, the, mm, the glasses through which we are looking at the world as spirit happen to be of a particular kind, you know, whatever Mm -hmm. kind your human experience is at that time, then that is how you're experiencing yourself as spirit in this world. So I absolutely love all of that. And I, I like that we can actually bring that even deeper in terms of tapping into that inner knowing and that exploration of self to then further the deep connection to ownership in our lives in terms of what we are creating for ourselves. And one of the things that you mentioned at the beginning was this idea that you are abundant and you don't even mean earthly, you know, like you don't even Mm -hmm. mean just monetarily. You're saying, I'm just, I have an abundance of love. I have an abundance of presence. I have an abundance of spirit and joy and contentment. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of times those get bypassed, but the putting the ownership of, or putting the possession of value, right, to those Mm -hmm. things can often change the vibration that we are putting out there about what we're trying to be in ownership about, if that makes any sense. (laughs) Yeah. 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 So then we move deeper into our intuitive knowing and allow ourselves to be in the flow of life and still feel empowered as opposed to say feeling, oh, like I have to let go of the proverbial wheel. And that makes me feel like I'm out of control, you know, or like I'm in chaos, which control is a whole like illusion. But, you know, that's a whole other show. That's a whole other topic for a whole other show. But then, you know, being in the actual flow of what's happening. And I know that that is another topic that is near and dear to your heart. So can we maybe explore that a little bit deeper in terms of how you see the ability to remain within the flow as to helping us to own our lives and our power um, and maybe the growth of our everything, you know, personal, et cetera. Yeah. So I guess this is a conversation about surrender and trust, really, Um, because you know, like when I talk about my, I call them my like struggling entrepreneur years because I feel like it's the best archetype for that time in my life. Back then I really did try to control a lot, you know, like I was like, yeah, I believe in my heart that it's going to work out. Cause I've always had a strong connection to that, like, um, soul part of myself. I just didn't realize that's what it was. It was the part of me that was always like relentless about pursuing my goals and striving to achieve things. It's just, earlier during that um, struggling entrepreneur phase, it was kind of like I was 
it was still like a lot for validation. It was a lot for like the external things that I thought I needed to fulfill that feeling. And Mm -hmm. that's what I, you know, I love about my work now is like, I truly feel so fulfilled in my heart. I love what I do. I get to play in my work. I get to have so much fun. And um, it's such a liberation when I see my clients and other people stepping into that as well, moving from just like seeking success, seeking an income, seeking whatever to really, truly feeling fulfilled. And then it kind of just like happens. But this concept of like really trusting and being in flow is so interesting because I believe that it is really counterintuitive to a lot of our um, kind of like mental chatter. And it's not necessarily though, like what it, it doesn't mean is letting go, being in flow, la da 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 doesn't mean not doing anything, but it's almost like this surrendering mm-hmm. it to this trust that you will always, always, always be supported and taken care of. And I think it's a hard thing to really trust and believe when you haven't had a lot of consistent evidence of it in your life. You know, you might be able to think of a time you're like, oh yeah, I was really supported then, or yeah, that went well that one time, or yeah, that da 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 da. But we actually always do have consistent evidence. It's just, we don't always look for it because it doesn't always look like what we expect it to look like. Cause sometimes a challenge is the best way we can be supported at a time. Uh-huh. And the fact that you're still here and you're still alive means you've made it through, you know, and even if you're in the middle of it, you are making it through. A big thing that shifted my perspective of that is when I thought back into my life is like, there's never been a time where things didn't work out somehow, even if they didn't work out as planned, even if they didn't work out how I would have preferred them to at the time, (laughs) they worked out because I'm alive and I'm here and I'm fed. And, you know, that's really at the core of it, what matters. Um, And then there's unlimited potentiality for the direction that our life moves in from here. But yeah, so it's like really starting to develop this trust that we are always supported and taken care of. And then that's when we can lean back a little bit and we can say, I don't need to force and figure out and strive and push and do things that I don't really like to do to get this particular outcome that I want, whether this be talking like to the entrepreneurial audience or whether this be talking about in relationships or anything, right? This is applicable across the board. It's actually being able to be like, what actually feels right for me? You know, and it's kind of like this simultaneous thing of like, addressing our own triggers and shadows, (laughs) addressing our own stuff while also still being like, what actually feels good? What, what am I working towards? And a really tangible example of that is like back when I was in business, um, prior to my coaching business, you know, I learned about like sales and I learned about like following up and like you follow up blah, blah, blah amount of times. And then it increases your chances of someone buying by X amount and da, 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 da. And I always felt really uncomfortable with it, but I was like such a good student. I wanted to be successful so badly that I just did it and I did it and I did it. And I always would follow up when someone would tell me that they were interested in whatever I was doing. And then when I started my coaching business, I realized I really didn't like that because to me, it felt like I was hounding people. To me, it felt like I, you know, I always felt uncomfortable every time I went to do it. And I thought, what is the alternative here? You know, and then I decided I would never follow up in my coaching business. Instead, what I would tap into is trust that if someone was really ready, their soul would guide them to do it and they would make that decision for themselves And that changed my life, you know, like not only do I work with people who genuinely just made the decision for themselves, they are so empowered in that decision that the relationship is 10 times more powerful. Yeah. 
<laughs> wow. Yeah. And that is quite the opposite of what we get taught. And you actually hit the nail in the head, I think, when you addressed, well, you know, I went to school and this is kind of what I learned because we're <laughs> very, speaking for myself as well, because this is what I've seen in my own life as well with Nourishing Paths and even, you know, mm -hmm. in, the, in the many iterations that Nourishing Paths itself has taken, you know, mm -hmm. learning many different ways of surrendering and knowing that at the end of the day, it is already being fruitful. It is already being fulfilled. But I, I was trying to say before I got distracted by that thought <laughs> that we do get taught in every kind of educational system that we have to follow a specific set of rules and a specific set of guidelines in order to be able to get one particular outcome for everybody. And it's so... <laughs> It's, it reminds me very much of what I see a lot in terms of nutrition, that we assume just because this and this work for so-and-so, it's going to work for me as well. And it doesn't yeah. work that way because <laughs> each and every one of us is individually unique. You yeah. know, we could be, you and I could be twins and we still would be a hundred percent individually unique one from the other. Mm -hmm. So something that's going to work for you may not be what works for me. Yeah. So it's like you said, you had this thing in your gut that you were following up with people, but you were feeling kind of icky about it. And I know what that feels like because I did a little bit of an MLM like years and years ago. Yeah. That's what I, when I did it too. <laughs> oh my God. How funny. Yeah. <laughs> it figures. Yeah, I thought it would be great because I wanted autonomy and all of this other stuff. And I did it and I just felt, it, it just never felt okay for me. And I remember sitting down and I'll share this with you, um, which is something I haven't really shared with almost anybody, but I sat down and I created my vision board, you know, because mm -hmm. it's something I was still very like adamant about back in the day. And I sat down and I put all of these images up and I was putting all of the energy and feeling and just kind of really tapping into everything. And I had had this one image of a bunch of women, just like of all kinds, but dressed very, um, very much like suit and tie type of thing mm -hmm. and looking very professional, but also kind of very like badassy. And yeah. I thought, oh, this is great. This is exactly what I want for like my team or whatever. And mm -hmm. every single time I arrived, like in my meditation or even in the creation of the vision board to that one picture, it almost was like when you play the piano and you hit that one chord and it just sounds wrong and it throws the whole piece mm -hmm. off is exactly what I felt. I was like, Oh, what is it about this one square, this one item, this one thing in my vision board that is just, it's not me. It's not what I want. And so it's that inner listening. It's the inner knowing it's the tapping into our own power, which at the end of the day, we also, I think always forget that we are, uh, we are powerful beings and we can be of service to others if we relinquish the idea of the quote unquote control. And it's like you said, it's a, it's a task of surrendering, which is, oh my gosh, something that is a constant practice, isn't it? Yes, absolutely. And that's what I think is so important to remember is that with it being a consistent practice, we have to um, like allow ourselves grace around times when things aren't necessarily working. You know, I talk about like compassion with the human and um, that that's really what it's all about because we sometimes get in our head that when we're so enlightened and woke and la da da, that we're not going to have fear anymore, that we're not, we're just going to mm -hmm. automatically trust our mm -hmm. path, blah, blah, blah. No, we actually, and by the way, if you hear little squeaks, my little baby 
has just joined me for a little nursing Aww. session. <laughs> so if you hear, hear little squeaks, it's just him. Oh, um, cute. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so we get into this, this idea in our head that that's what it's going to be like. But the truth is, is that we're always going to have that part of us that um, feels the fear or remembers that time that it didn't feel good or remembers the time it didn't feel like it didn't work out or, you know, all the stories that are attached to that kind of like human version of us. And the difference is, is as we go, it's just, we're so used to acknowledging it, you know, allowing ourselves to feel it. And I think this part's so important as well, because, you know, you sometimes do see in communities of personal development or spirituality, like, and I don't think it's intentional, but it's almost this bypassing. It's just like, oh, just don't feel the emotion. Mm -hmm. Just do a good, like good vibes. And I mean, I'm totally for good vibes only, but to me, good vibes only does not mean bypassing the shadow. You know, it means embracing yeah. the shadow so you can experience heightened good vibes. Oh um, my gosh. So much about that. Yeah it's, yeah. it's one of my biggest points because it's true. It feels so, <laughs> you're right. It's bypassing completely. And it's not about, yeah. it's the same thing I say about letting go. You know, mm -hmm. I understand where that's coming from and where we use it a lot. We oh, just let it go. And then you're going to be able to move on and be fruitful and all of this other stuff. But I believe that humans actually don't have that ability of just letting go. I think that our task in this mm -hmm. body as spirit is to actually learn to process through and yeah. into things. And then by doing that, then we can embrace something changed or transformed. And then the funny thing is when you've learned the lesson, let's say, quote unquote, you know, around learned, mm -hmm. then it just shows up again in a different presentation or mask or just so in a different true. iteration. And then we get to face it again and we have to do it in a different way. And then the not letting go, but the embracing of it and then moving through it allows us to actually grow deeper into that space. So I a hundred percent agree with what yeah. you said. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think that's where like evolution comes from. That's where our unlimited next levels come from, you know, like that's where we're always going to be able to experience more. Um, and I don't mean from the place of like being like, oh, does that mean I'm never going to get to a place where I'm fully satisfied? No, you're always yeah. going to be fully satisfied in the moment, but there's always going to be also more, you know, and I think that's when we can, yeah, start to embrace our journey in that way. That's one of the things that's really cool. And one other thought that came to mind from what we spoke about previously, how you were talking about like the unique nutrition, the unique business strategy, like all the things. I think that is so key. And that brings me back to the point that we spoke about at the very beginning about ownership. It's like you yourself are so unique and amazing. And like, I personally call it like our unique success blueprint, our unique, you know, abundance, fulfillment, whatever blueprint, because we all have that. And when we get rid of the noise and we kind of like, it's like a deconditioning and unlearning process. When we really um, examine why do we believe that we need this to be successful? Like a huge one for me was I thought I couldn't like watch Netflix and chill out to be successful, but turns out my energy type needs to be able to switch off every now and then, you know, like, and so funny as well. Like quite often, if I'm having a creative block, I turn on Netflix and the moment I give myself permission to shut off the download drops in and I'm like, Oh, <laughs> you know, there we go. Mm -hmm. Um, so that's like such a huge practice that I um, have for myself is continuing to evolve my unique success blueprint. And I also help my clients tap into that. So it's like, yeah, full permission to just fully be you and yeah, unlearn that stuff that isn't serving you. Yeah. Oh, 
beautiful because there's so much grace in that and there's so much self-love and self-honoring of yourself which then allows you to have ownership of self too because I think a lot of times when we fall into the trap of no 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 I've just got to hustle I've got to go and this is where we can finally get into this which we almost did at the beginning of the show was is that idea that we have to be always busy or have to be always doing in order to be effective or to be in growth not even just in business sense but in terms of even in our relationships you know I think Mm -hmm. sometimes we forget that it's not about that but it's more about the grace of the presence you know of what's happening and then allowing yourself to take ownership in such a way that you can say well okay am I showing up here and am I honoring my own core values and am I honoring my own boundaries or am I just bypassing everything because what I want is this outcome and that is a tremendous difference Mm -hmm. yeah I absolutely agree Mm -hmm. I love that and I love that you're saying that it's like an it's a constant evolution because it changes and it transforms oh I love I love little baby (laughs) can you hear him still I can. It's just so sweet. It's one of those like really wonderful things to share, right? <laughs> yeah. So to everyone listening, it's baby Milo <laughs> joining oh. us on the call today. <laughs> there you go. That's what I was going to say. I was going to say we've got now baby Milo joining us as well. Yeah. He's got a <laughs> smile on his face right now. Me saying that. I, I'm like, I swear this total side note, but when I was pregnant, I was doing a lot of like, obviously coaching calls, podcast interviews, like things like that. And I think he has like a thing about hearing me talk on these things because every time he joins me while I'm on a coaching call or a podcast he just sits there and he'll like stare at me it's so cute oh well absolutely I always say that everything in the universe including us because we are the universe is Mm -hmm. this in terms of light vibration and energy so that Mm -hmm. sound that resonance of your voice is probably really important for him (laughs) oh totally I love that but yeah you know let's go just a little bit deeper into this idea of the busy the yes. business of life um, before we, we, before we, before, blah, 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 blah. I can't even talk anymore. Before we start <laughs> wrapping things up. Mm-hmm. So what do you think is the best advice you can give in terms of acknowledging that busy mindset and what a difference it can make for us to shift so that then we can actually be fruitful in, mm-hmm. in a flow-based space? Yeah. I think the thing with the busy mindset is like, that's, that comes back to the conditioning, right? Like question your conditioning (laughs) because uh, like I said, like when I was really trying to make it work as an entrepreneur, I was doing everything I thought I needed to do, which is like, I would go on line and there'd be people talking about like, you have to wake up at 5am and then other people saying you have to stay up all night. (laughs) And like, I was sacrificing my sleep just to do more. And thinking that that's what was the kind of key because in my head, that's the only way that I could think it made sense. It's like, I have to work more and then I'll make more or then I'll achieve more. And I never stopped to really question whether it was something like in my alignment that I could be doing or in my mindset, even though I was still kind of, I was working on those things like probably more at a surface level, but, um, 
it just didn't make sense to me in my logical mind that I could relax for the afternoon and go to the spa and then, you know, get a client to sign up. It just, I was just like, no, that makes no, no sense. I will do all that stuff once I'm rich and famous. Like, I don't care about that right now. And I like, I often joke, I wish I could just like go back to my like past self at that time and just like give her a ginormous hug, put her in a bubble bath and be like, chill the F out. <laughs> because seriously, she was taking on so much extra stress than she needed to, right? So we do have a lot of conditioning around that being busy is more noble and you're like, it's better when you're busy and you're more successful when you're busy and you look more successful. But the truth is, is that I talk about doing work that's potent. Like, wouldn't you rather spend a potent hour doing something than like a, a frantic eight hours doing something? Doing something that just goes around in circles and doesn't create anything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so um, this comes back to that idea of the unique success blueprint. Like all of us are designed very differently. Like some of us really, we thrive when we have multiple things on the go. Some of us really need to focus on one thing at a time. Some of us need to, you know, be regularly in nature. I mean, I think all of us benefit from regularly being in nature, but for some of us that's specifically like powerful. And for some of us journaling or, you know, different practices are so powerful. And when we engage in different practices in our life that allow us as a person, as a human to feel really, really good. I think that's when we're in ultimate alignment to be a more clear channel for what the most potent activity for us is. Right. Because I don't believe that um, if we're talking about business, right. But I, I think it probably is true in other areas, but for me in, in for entrepreneurship, I say like, for us soulful spiritual entrepreneurs, our business is an extension of who we are. It's not necessarily a separate entity. Mm -hmm. So when we are well taken care of, when we feel good, when we are happy, when we are full of all the good vibes, then that's the energy that our business exists in, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So in that space, we're going to have such better results because we're not trying to figure it out from a human, let's just do, do, do perspective and see what sticks kind of energy but more like, I'm just so taken care of. I'm so like, I feel so good, which is like this, a sign that we're in alignment. And from that space, the perfect thing that you need to do or feel like doing or can do is going to be done so much more efficiently. And um, you'll have clarity in what that is if you're not hundred percent sure as well. Mm -hmm. And I'd say that that's a big point is the clarity and the peace that comes from really inhabiting that space almost in a sacred way, which actually yeah. does translate beyond our businesses. It translates even into our relationships so that we're not I constantly agree. in a state of trying to force. You know, I always say that anything you try to force or anything you're resisting is probably a sign that there's some kind of imbalance somewhere that you need to take a look at because it's about just allowing, allow things to really move and flow through and observe and then that's that's where you really get into that creative space in a more beneficial way so yeah and it's the same it's the same idea of if you're in a relationship it is not your task to make your person happy it is their task you know making yeah. themselves mm -hmm. and get ownership of their own joy and their own fulfillment and their own growth because if there is mm -hmm. no none of that on that side then you know, that's going to affect everything for both of you. And it's, yeah, yeah, it's, it's tremendously important. And I think that the same goes for our business. So you're absolutely right. I agree. 
um, on all of those points. Love it. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. I love it. I think that we could go for hours, but we're getting close to needing to wrap it up. So let me see if we can get some last words of, of wisdom from you. What would be um, your advice or, or final words that you can leave the listeners with as to how to step into their full potential and power? Oh, juicy, juicy question. So, okay. Um, I would say that regardless of how, um, like obvious it is to you right now or how embodied you are in this, there is like a, a unique and powerful way that you're meant to exist in this world. And there is, and that's not a pressure thing. It's just like a relief thing. That's like one of those things that you can, um, like that's to take the weight off the the weight the world weight of the world off your shoulders. There we go, nailed it. <laughs> um, because you know sometimes we hear, oh my god, there's a unique way that I'm meant to exist. Like, wait, what? So pressure? No, it's like if you were to strip back everything that you felt was the pressure, if you were to strip back everything that you thought you needed to be, and allowed yourself a little bit of grace, right? Allowed yourself a little bit more freedom and playfulness with whatever it is that you're experiencing. You know, like whether it is that you're manifesting a soulmate, whether it is um, you know developing a um, a current relationship, whether it is business income anything like I mean health all these things come under this umbrella is if you allowed yourself to be a little bit more playful and say you know rather than being this pressure that I have to perform and this has to work and how am I going to do it and get all serious sauce about it like allow yourself to be like well what if I tried this like what if I tried this and it like blew my mind you know what if I tried this and it was just for fun you know um and I talk about this a lot with like abundance when we're trying to tap into higher spaces of abundance we can put so much pressure on ourselves around it but what if you just looked for a way today that you experienced abundance that you might not have noticed before you know and then you go to the grocery store and the item that you're about to buy is on sale and you're like oh oh my gosh abundant <laughs> you know and you notice it a little bit more and um yeah when we allow ourselves to be in that playful energy one it's like more permission to enjoy ourselves in the moment but it also is almost like it like unlocks this part of ourselves that is just like full permission to be expansive and yeah and i think if you're going to like work towards your goals and desires why not do it in a more fun way <laughs> Oh my gosh. I love be in a state of play, give yourself grace and expand yeah. with freedom. Oh, so beautiful. Thank you so much for all of that. And before I let you go, where can the listeners find you? How can they support you or, you know, be a part of your world? Oh my goodness. I would absolutely love to connect. I really like connection is one of my highest values. So I really, you know, I love it when people reach out and let me know what they enjoyed of the episode. Um, the best place to do that for me is on Instagram. It's kind of like my favorite hangout and I'm at Viola hug on there. And then my other favorite hangout is my Facebook group, abundant babes, a home for the visionary. Oh my gosh. Awesome. And then of course there is your book. So for anybody who hasn't <gasps> yes. read it, they can totally get your book on Amazon yes. and yes. Oh my gosh. Well, thank you so much V. I really enjoyed having you on the show. It's been such a joy and maybe we can repeat this again sometime. Oh my gosh. I would love that. Thank you so much for having me. It's been great.
Wonderful, radiant souls, I hope that you gained so much knowledge and something brand new from this conversation with my guest today. And if you have any questions or if you want to share any new insights or tell a story about what you learned, feel free to email me at info at nourishingpaths.com and you know that you can find me on Instagram at nourishing underscore paths. Also, for those of you who want to work one-on-one with me, you can email me at the same place, info at nourishingpaths.com. And if you haven't dropped by the website yet, www.nourishingpaths.com, you should. I've got so many wonderful things there to offer you from my one-on-one consultations to the online on-demand streaming yoga workouts and videos to upcoming courses that I am working on that, oh my gosh, I can't wait to share with each and every one of you. I really think you are going to enjoy every single one of these items and As always, you can find me every Monday on the show. So tune in next Monday for another wonderful episode. Enjoy your week and stay uplifted.